0: Hey, yo, what it do? It's your boy, K-Stu, and we are back today with another episode of The Stupendous Podcast, man. Um, that, The bubble been crazy. I'm just going to hop straight into it. Uh, the bubble been crazy. It's, it's been good having a lot of sports back, Um, all the leagues across the uh, country, across the world. It's been real entertaining seeing us get back to some type of normal. I wish America would take this thing more serious and we could be like other countries. But I digress. we getting something done in a live uh, sports department. Um, basketball, man, it is it is crazier than expected, and I mean it's living up to the hype and honestly exceeding it. Um, the initial obvious drama, Dame and the Clippers, we go over that. We go over the award races. Um, we go over a little bit of playoff predictions. We uh, give some party shots, man. Uh, enjoy the ride, man. It's real nice. As of recording this, Dame did go off again. Um, I'll probably touch base on that at the end after the interview. But please, man, sit back and enjoy and to the Stupendous Podcast. Hey, yo, what it do? It's your boy K Stu, and we are back today with another episode, another edition of the Stupendous Podcast. Joining me as always, my boy Ryan T. What's going on? Mike in the cut. What's What's good? What's the deal? Mm -hmm. What's the deal? I've been holding it down, man. Trying to get used to living by my own. That I was sitting around earlier, getting used. to just moved into my new spot. You know what I'm saying? Getting everything up and running. So you know what I'm saying. We're we out here.
1: Yeah, oh, yes, again, man. bro.
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Trying to hold it down, man. But um, getting settled in here. We just hop straight into it to be real. Um, <laughs> today is what August the 9th. Yesterday, August the 8th. The Clippers and the uh, Trailblazers played competitive game was why I was keeping up with it was a really competitive game you could tell that Trailblazers were doing their best trying to stay out in the playoff picture <laughs> Dame Dollar Dame time it didn't activate all the way man it's two clutch free throws and you see Patv and PG on the side obviously. Make fun of the, the, the broke roller on their wrist, you know what I'm saying? They just saying the watch malfunction, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a <laughs> a parade of comments afterwards. I mean, you got NBA Twitter always gonna talk, but you actually had Pat Bev and um PG Paul George. Yeah, they in on the action on the internet. And I'm like, okay, this I'm, I expect this from Patrick Beverly, but from from Paul George, my G, like really? B- bu- <laughs> bubble how, behavior. Hey, cabin fever, like they called yeah, it the other day.
2: You got to keep in mind these men are away from their families. That's all that yeah. life is
0: balls and talking on the court. Right. I mean, it reminds me of the, the, the real rule, like y'all said before, like the AU type environment. Yeah. The everybody together, hooping them beginning of the year tournaments type stuff. It's like real raw out there, man. <laughs> and you can see, like, it's it's really – Everybody hot. Everybody's hot. One, like. one thing I'll say though, Key, is I
1: like the banner between PG and, 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 and um, Paul George. Right, Pat yeah. Beverly. Come on, man. Like a mid level <laughs> at best, um, not a star. He's a defensive specialist in my eyes. Like I hate that they ain't had to even mention him because you know this is a guy who he's he's guilty by association at this point. He's on the Clippers. He was there. The team got assembled to lead a little bit greater. Um, and he just happened to still be there. Um, you know, he could be any number of people, but he's Pat Beverly. And, uh, you know, like a lot of people were saying, you know, Dame has a point. You know, you, you know Dame has sent both of these guys home. But when it counts, neither one of them three have done anything in the playoffs um, besides what Dame did last season, but, you know, to get to that glory point, none of them have had that, so it's going to be interesting to see how this play out, um, but, you know, just, man, I hate Pitt was part of it, man. Right.
2: Mike, what's the thought? I definitely think Patrick is a player where you either love him or hate him. I mean, I personally like the energy that he brings to the court. I think his heart of hearts, he knows that he's not our guy, but if you look his story and look where he came from, just to, like, get to the NBA, I mean, I don't mind the little trash talk that he does. It energizes his team, and I think he has a lot of value as a player because um, he's always been able to, to land a spot, you know, a starting spot on on contending teams, and I think there's a reason for that. Even when they play, like, a and he's, you know, trying to go one-on-one with LeBron, or when they used to play against Golden State, and he would try to go one-on-one with KD in the playoffs, like, um, I personally like the energy that he brings and even a trash talk. Um, but I can see why people wouldn't. Like I said, you either love him or hate him.
0: See, this the and this thing about Pat Bell, right? That's his energy. That's what he brings to the court. He like a small Draymond Green. Like he's not gonna lead the team scoring or lead the team in any statistical category as it <laughs> is, but he's gonna give you effort on both ends of the court and he's gonna get in your head. Yeah. So he he like he he likes playing that mind game, right? And with Dame, Dame really like he he an Oakland cat, bro. Like he really, you can tell you, he don't really converse with a lot of folks. You don't see Dame really hanging out with anybody outside Ooh. his teammates. Like a real low key dude, but he's not gonna let nobody push him around or whatever. So what he said originally was, like y'all said earlier, he sent Patrick Beverly home and Paul George sent them home last year, and now this year they took him out of the playoffs. But I mean, that's just how the game. That's just how the dice roll. And they sitting there yeah. laughing about it. But this man Dame, his second year, took them Rockets out. And that was a Rockets team that was like an actual, I don't think that was a contender, but they, you know what I'm saying? They were on the come up with Dwight Howard were. and uh um, James Harden.
2: At the time, they were definitely thought to be on so I'll give you that. Right. Sure.
1: Yeah. On paper. On paper.
0: And then Dame took what was it six games or seven
2: games? It was six.
0: It was six. And he knocked it and he knocked down a, a series winner, not just a game, but like a series. Elimination, get off my court type shot. His second year in the league, so I can tell where he's coming from. He spouted nothing but facts. He ain't said anything that was a lie. You uh, know what I'm saying? And that's what I like about Dame. He not just talking, just to talk. He not he just stating everything he's done. And he hit that shot over Paul George. Patrick Beverly was supposed to be guarding him on that shot that he um hit against the Rockets. Yeah. Like he. It's just that one moment, you know. What I'm saying this time around, with you know, what I'm saying that he missed those free throws, and you know, you could they could laugh about it now. But for them to even be ha 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 about so it, that, like that they did, know his they know his power. That did eliminate Portland, or see, I'm not sure they in the ninth okay. seed, but uh, they, who who our, it, who who eight? Yeah, are the Grizzlies yeah, still eight? Uh, I don't know, they still eight. I think the Grizzlies. There's still no ate. way. Wow. See, I'm trying to pull it up. Cause the Grizzlies still eight, right?
1: But but are the are the
0: Trailblazers within four
1: games?
2: Let me see. Yes, they are. But they're going to. Yeah, they go, should um, be. I think they're yeah. going to do a play-in game. Yeah, in they Bryce, do a the play-in, like think,
1: and right? so but and the crazy thing is, you know, I just learned on that play-in is the eight seed has to lose twice. So um, they they they're giving them a benefit of a doubt for being the eight seed. But if the eight they- seed wins, it's the best of it's best of you know. That's still serious,
0: though. So. Right. Now, the Trailblazers are, they are literally one whole game behind the Grizzlies still. Okay. Because Grizzlies, I mean, going into it, like the whole bubble, as we saw the schedule, we saw it was going to be a hard road for the Grizzlies. Because setting it up, we thought, okay, they're trying to prop up Zion. The mm-hmm. Pelicans got this easy schedule in the bubble. Uh, the Grizzlies got this real tough schedule. So, what's happening to the Grizzlies is not really surprising. Josh still doing his thing. But as you can see, he need help in Memphis. And he lost
1: Jerry Jackson. He lost him. Right. I, yeah, yeah, he
0: did. So, like, we're talking about a team that's, like, really point guard, not, not point guard heavy, but it's just it's right just job ja yeah. the show. So, they not – I don't think Trevor is mathematically out of it, and then they still got to play in. But, like, that's another thing, too, I want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I, we knew the Grizzlies was going to struggle, but, hey, they, they hadn't won a game.
1: Now nah. – no, I don't think so and, and I mean I didn't expect this type of struggle because you know I was looking at Ja and the body of work that they had before but you know what we've seen in the bubble is like teams that we thought haven't responded as much and and you know some of the usual suspects have came through do what they're supposed to do but um you know I haven't seen uh, a lot from some of the ones that I was expecting them to do. Good, and I don't know if that's just because you know, especially in the East, you know, in the East is pretty set. Like you know, who's gonna be who? It's just a battle for that bottle, and then just jockeying. But on the West, you know, I was expecting you know the Grizzlies to be a lot better than
0: the Suns, and the right. Suns are they're like you know looking like a playoff team. Yeah, they number ten right now, Karen. They right behind. They one game behind the Suns.
1: See, yeah, that's that's a big one right there.
0: I mean, they want one game high trailblazers, my bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the signs are one game high trailblazers. It, yeah, like they've been playing out their mind. Free Devin Booker, uh, I I was talking that cash on uh, TNT, but free Devin Booker for real. But how this man is playing right now, could you imagine if they didn't trade TJ Warren for what you you had to trade TJ
1: for? They they traded him for chips
0: and some some sandwich crust. Yeah, yeah. I did the whole sandwich. And this man in, in Indiana showing giving me, he, he, what, what he giving a, he giving me Jordan right now. He giving me playoff Jordan. Yeah, but who could he have that who could off nobody, nobody. Nobody. And I mean, TJ Warren, for the most part, his career has been as a role player. I mean, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a really solid defender, really good, I would say open shooter. He's not, he's never going to be the center of the offense, but he is, he can always hit the shots that he's called to hit. Now, the injuries that they got going on in Indiana, it made sense for his role to grow. But yeah. I did not think. <laughs> nobody think saw this. Ended, but Nobody, nobody, that. This. This nobody man saw dro-
1: 87 points in two games.
0: We not, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not talking about like 20 here, 20 there. This man is dropping damn near 40 a game. Like, he's mm-hmm. getting a solid 30. Like, no. Against no
1: NBA teams,
0: too. Yeah.
1: These ain't G League players that's out there like one on the court, right? And the way the way that
2: he's doing it shoe, it's all kinds. Of, he's shooting from distance. He's getting to the cup. He's got handles, fadeaways. Like he's knocking down all kind of shots.
0: Yeah, he mm-hmm. looked like look like San Antonio Kawhi. <laughs> hey, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> it's funny you it was- say that because that's
1: exactly who I was thinking about. Right. I saw something funny somewhere. They said, "What if he bumped into Kawhi like while they was like somewhere in the bubble?" And like, like they transferred, uh they transfer cornrow energy and
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh thunderstruck, like that movie with Kevin Durant where they touch yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah that's exact, yes, that's yeah. literally what's going on. Cause this man Kawhi sitting in his new balance t shirt and TJ Warren out here dropping fifty. Mm-hmm. Um don't they play they play the heat next? I don't know if they play tonight or tomorrow. Ooh, but that's, that's tomorrow. the one that's the that's one. one. That is the one. Yep. I'm, Jimmy Butler. I'm I'm we low key gonna say, I just wanna say, just for drama purposes, that Jimmy Butler is the one that ignited this CJ Warren flame by yeah. saying, "Not in his league." Yeah, way back. Then, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. now look at it, and then like that's that's now about to be like a highly anticipated matchup. You got all these teams playing. Like you had the Bucks and the Mavericks playing last night, and like on Twitter, I didn't really see a lot of people talking about it. But this man Luca, in turn, in terms of the actual game, in terms of hype, but yeah. how Luca. Luca is going to be an MVP. <laughs> I, yeah. He, like, he, 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 it yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, no we, he was very talented coming in. Like, as a rookie, he was like, what, 21, 8, and 7 that he averaged yeah. as a rookie. But this man dropped 19 assists with two turnovers. 36 38, points. Yeah. 38. 38, 38, 38 points. 38. 38. Like, and what was it? 12, 12 rebounds? 12 triple rebounds. Double. Triple We're double. Triple double. double Damn. Uh, a grown six.
1: man triple double. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And, like, and I'm watching his highlights, right, he he like a slow heart. Like, he he's not going to break you down with ankle breaker at all. But how he dribbles, he creates enough space. So, you got to commit to one side. And the moment you commit, he's stepping back and pulling. Yeah. So, he got this, the skill set of Dirk and then just the, the creativity of
1: James and just, like, the balling you know, potential is ridiculous with him. Like, um, and everybody want to make a big deal out of, you know, the Hawks trading his rights, you know, for, for Trey on draft night. I mean, you know, it's a win-win both ways. Um, you know, but at Luca's size, he's a more dominant force because he can play that point, he can play shooting, he can play the three. He can play the four
2: if he need to, um, no. so it's just amazing. Man. Now, as a as a Hawks fan, I almost I'm at the point where I'm I'm gonna disagree with that. It's just I think people are, are quick to say it worked out for both teams because Trey Trey Young has proven not to be a bust, but if you look at what Luca's doing right now, I think he's he's on pace to be maybe a potential all time great. I know it's early to say that. It's his second year. But you look at the trajectory of all the great players that we've seen. In the league, by year two, very few players doing what he's doing. You look at what Hard is doing right now. Go back and look at hardest stats in his second year of his career, even KD. Um, the only players you see that are putting up triple doubles with thirty points, ten plus assists, and rebounds in the second year of their careers at a high level and being consistent like that. I mean. I mean, maybe LeBron and Magic Johnson, and
1: that's it, and that's it. Mike and so, so he got like... hurt.
0: Yeah, I think I think I saw someone on Twitter that said Larry Bird was on that list too. But I mean, you talking about the company? You literally talking about all time greats? That yeah. this man, that his projection path is going at. And I like, I love Trey Young. You know what I'm saying? Bought his jerseys. They're probably gonna frame it up. Probably, you know what I'm saying? But they, the Hawks, how the Hawks are building versus how the Mavericks are building. That situation was built for, um, for Luka Doncic to flourish in
1: because they yep. did
0: they did surround the pieces with him. Dirk was getting out; it was time for the rebuild, and they were gonna re- he was gonna be the centerpiece. Trey, what is the centerpiece for the Hawks? But I can't say that that team is built for him. They still got they got DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. What's the white boy name They'll be hitting all the threes? Uh, Herder, Herder. Cam right Herder. 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 You got three players right there that play. Nearly the same position, the two and the three. Then you got it, it John def- Collins. So if the only way, the, the most exciting Hawks team you can get right now is running a small center, a 6'10", John Collins, and then just have everybody spread out. But that's not the ball that's going.
1: Small. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: that's de- the that small ball. I that's not really working
1: right it now. It depends on what they do in this draft right here, which is you know it's it's a lot of people pushing them to go that way again. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they they do in this one, but that's going to dictate a lot of the future for them, how they move in this draft. Um, but I'd like to see them go big, but, um, you know, we've already got like some big, um, you know, some people say, hey, we should just package up some people and try to see if we can get us a superstar and a, a big trade. Um, so who knows what they do. But right. it's gonna be kinda of interesting to see what kind of message they send to the Trey because um they got an opportunity to to, to set themselves up or to set us back. And um uh, and this is a pivotal
0: talk. this is a pivotal time, like a pivotal draft for the um for the Hawks because they you got more of a clear outline of what they want. Like the expectations are starting to get set. Yeah. But I don't think the current roster, like currently constructed roster is what's going to get. They might have to trade somebody, whether it be DeAndre I I feel like they should probably trade DeAndre Hunter or somebody else. Me personally, I mean, DeAndre Hunter is going to be a good player, but I like Kevin Herter and Cam Reddish better. Cam Reddish ceiling is way higher than DeAndre Hunter's ceiling to be. Because he, he started coming around at the end.
1: Yeah, but I watched a lot of I watched a lot of Hulks. Of course, you know, and man, that that boy DeAndre Hunter, he his IQ, in my opinion, is a lot higher than Cam's, which says a lot um, about what the potential could be. Now, both of them are phenomenal as far as athletes, but man. it's kind of like, remember how the Rockets, not the Rockets, but um, OKC was. You knew it just wasn't enough ball for Harden, Westbrook, and KD. So at some point somebody had to go, well this is like the diet version of that with Trey, Cam, and DeAndre. You know, you got basically three of the same players. Um, They shooters. So what do you do with that? Um, How long is that going to last? So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Oh. And and to double back real quick, Dallas was kind of you know, Dallas has been through this before. Dallas has had pieces to build around. Um, you know, they were able to beat LeBron just because they amassed a good team. So, I think they've got the minds over there to do that. We don't have the mind in our management to actually do that with the Hawks. And that's probably one of the things that's holding us back as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I personally would rather keep DeAndre Hunter, and I, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of Hawks as well. Mainly, you said they're all shooters. I mean, I think of DeAndre Hunter as someone that can play a lot more off-ball, a support way. player, mm-hmm. um, with you know, without being a primary ball handler to instill, you know, thrive in a system. Uh, and I think his defense is exceptionally better. And you're talking about playing with someone like Trey Young. You need somebody that's going to cover for you know his, his his lack of size. So, I mean, I I would. If you're gonna trade anybody, and I think Cam Reddish even has more trade value for the, the person he can become. He he's younger he's what, nineteen or twenty years old versus Herder being uh 23, 24. I, I would trade Cam Reddish in that situation. But that's, so that's would so you do with
0: right. herder and reddish or would you try to keep Herder if you can?
2: I mean obviously it depends on the deal. Like I like Herder as a player, but if you could get a star player or a draft pick for Herder and Reddish, like I would probably go with that. <sighs> So, my you thing know, is,
0: if you trade... Oh, no, go ahead, Ryan. No,
2: you
1: know, any anybody approaching the Haw- Hawks on the trade, John Collins is one of the first names coming out. Right. With right. Cam. And that's that's one of the guys. Now, his upside to me is tremendous, but that's who I don't want to see leave.
0: True. He got, like, a Chris Bosh upside if he can stay healthy. Yeah. And, I mean, he's way more athletic. I feel like... I don't want to say, like, a Amari Stoudemire, because he is starting but yep, it, it turn. He could turn in there with Trey Young if they stay together. Mm-hmm. Now, if they trade him away somewhere, eh, you know what I'm saying? It, it it could be it could be deadly. But so currently, the Mavericks sit at seven. We've been yep. talking a lot about oh, that wow. eight, that eight spot. Yeah. But they at seven currently. If the playoffs start today, they would be playing the Clippers in the first round.
1: They and
0: said. right behind the Clippers are the Nuggets. They are. A, I think they're a game and a half behind. So you know what I'm saying? Give or take, right there, they could play the Nuggets as well how do you how do y'all see the Mavericks matching up with either the Clippers or the Nuggets
1: man I'm gonna tell you that's a that's an ugly matchup either way seven game series with Dallas um one seven one eight and two seven gonna be some good series because there's no home court advantage um
2: biggest thing right there no home court advantage yeah
1: Note that right. the referees, do not they not swayed by what's going on in the crowd and how they're being talked to. Um, you know, you just got mano a mano. So I, I, the seating, really, you know, it's about who's going to be hot. And that's why Indiana is kind of crazy because, you know, if they hot and they stay hot, they could pull off something. I don't want to face Portland or Dallas in the first round if I'm any team. Um, even if I get by them and I have to go seven games, now I go to another series that man, I gotta like get right back into it, and that's a lot. Um, but the one thing about Dallas that really makes me feel like they are they can be beat is they don't know how to close out games. There was a game early in the bubble where they were up, and um, they just allowed the team to come back. I want to say. Was it Portland? It might. It was somebody. Might have been. But um, they just they just couldn't close it out. And somebody brought up they brought up a stat, and I think it was like fourteen, fifteen times in the regular season. You know, they had a lead of like you know eight or more, and they ended up losing. Um, so you know that right there, you know, not being able to just seal the win is something big that um, you know, I think. That them teams like the Lakers or the Clippers could take advantage of, right?
0: Uh, me personally, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. I was about, I was just about to talk more about the uh, the scene a little bit because I was looking at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. I think all eight spots in the East are good. I thought anybody was, yeah. was questioning that, but the the gap between the Grizzlies with an eight seed and the Mavericks is eight and a half games. Okay. Um, so the first seven seeds are locked in are in locked. terms of, yeah. in terms of, um, they're gonna be in the playoffs, like you said earlier, they just jockeying for a position. Um, so what, 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 what was I want to say, going talking about that eight seed, the Pelicans might be, I don't yeah. want to say the biggest surprise, but they are, they are done. Yeah, it is, it is wraps, it's wraps for the Pelicans. Um,
1: well, Kings too, yeah,
0: and Kings too, yeah, but Pelicans. The hype around them potentially still in a spot in the playoffs was high. I mean, you would have thought they would have came out ready, drop one twenty a game, Zion would be dropping thirty. You know what I'm saying? And what you're seeing is, I feel like that team is not they they ready on paper, but they're not ready on the court. I don't know what Lonzo is doing. Brandon Ingram is somewhat performing. Drew Holiday is. Wait, is Drew is Drew still on the uh, Pelicans? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drew Holiday, he he, Drew Holiday gonna do what Drew do. Drew Ball, he gonna play both sides of the court, and lock down. But Drew is not gonna lead the Pelicans to anything, you know, by himself. Mm. Zion, they got him on a minutes restriction, and I think he got hurt again. If I'm not mistaken, um, what are y'all thoughts on the Pelicans?
2: I think My I God, agree let you, go. With
0: you Yeah,
2: I think I agree with you. I mean, I've always felt like mean, these young teams were, were not so much just the lack of veteran presence altogether because they got JJ reddick and they got a couple mm-hmm. other older older guys uh and they got uh the coach Gentry, he knows what he's doing but when your leaders the leaders of your team in terms of your production are you know 24 and under I don't mm-hmm. think you can really bank on them you know in crunch time finishing um you know important games I feel like you're gonna have to wait at least two, three seasons before you can expect them to come through, um, yeah. especially in a situation like this. You know, no, no fans, no nothing. Uh, I didn't take them seriously. Even if they were to get to the playoffs, I think they could have gotten swept by the Lakers. So oh, they were definitely I, swept. Yeah, they definitely getting <laughs> swept. Whereas, I mean, if Portland were to get there, you might, you know, see them take six games, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I never really had too much faith in the Pelicans, though. Zion is still one of my favorite young players to watch. Yeah. So,
0: realistically, um, to me, I think the eight spot will either go to the Trailblazers or the Suns. Um, I don't really – the Spurs beat the Pelicans today, so they got a game up on it. Well, have a game up on them now. But I think between the Trailblazers and the Suns, that, that's where that eight spot is going. And if the Trailblazers get to that eight spot, they got a better chance of upsetting the Lakers than the Suns do. Oh okay. yeah, most yeah.
1: definitely, yeah.
0: yeah. Right, because I've seen. I remember before, right before Corona shut everything down, when Dame was giving the Lakers absolute fits in LA, like it was, it was ridiculous. They don't have anybody to check him, but then you got Avery Bradley gone. Yeah, and they so match up very well. Yeah, right. Like, it is a really match good well. matchup. Yeah. I can see that one easily going six to seven games. Um, what else on the docket? The Sun, like I said, free, please free Devin Booker. Hey, real quick, though, man, um, you know, I I can see Portland.
1: I'm a Lakers fan, right? Yes. Yeah. But I, I can see Portland, if they get in that AC and were to just somehow knock off the Lakers, I could see them going right through to the Western Conference Finals. Very much so. That team is – that team is – they they kind of set up you know, to have a run, Um, and I think, let's just put something out there, Dame is probably one of the most liked players that nobody really says they like, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just because he's a small guy, a lot of heart, and some of us just love Iverson for that same quality, Um, He kind of quiet, he let the game do the talking, but he bring an attitude to that team that's kind of interesting to me. Um, and I wouldn't want to play them in a seven-game series. Like, these these eight games in the these eight bubble games, um, you know, they are what they are. But when you got to sit there and you got to study these guys for a best of seven series, um, that's tough. Um, it's real tough. It
0: and they balance. We got Melo playing. Some redeem ball right now. You know what I'm saying. He hit a game mm-hmm. winner against the Rockets or a game mm-hmm. close against the Rockets. Um, the guy, the, the team is balanced. Um, they they don't really have any obvious weaknesses other than Dame and CJ being the scores on the team.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have on the side. The scores. bench is coming along too.
0: Yeah, the bench is slow. Gary Trent is is a great. He he gave me Fred Van Fleet vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like for the mm-hmm. Raptors, he coming off the bench and he's still holding up production. That is the type of team. That's and that's why Portland is a scary team. They're deep. Mm-hmm. I don't who all who opted out for Portland.
1: Uh a reason. <laughs> right.
0: And that's a and and that's a good, that. good defensive miss. That's, yeah. yeah. that's what I was
2: just Yeah, that's I was just about to say. I mean, if you had to point to any weakness. I mean, it's, it's their defense in their, mm-hmm. in their starting lineup right now. I mean, Dame is, Dame is pretty solid, but CJ leaves a little bit to be desired when guarding mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. They're playing a team like the Lakers first round. I mean, Nurkic and Zach Collins are going to be eating up by All of them, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. So, I think of Portland is still an exciting team and a hard matchup because all the shooting that they got and all the guard play, excellent guard play that they have. I think of them like as a market Cinderella team at, at times because it's like you know that they yeah. can get hot and anything can happen. But yeah. in terms of you know, on paper and up front, like the, the front's big, I think they're a little bit outmatched by most of the other
0: playoff teams. Mm-hmm. My thing with Portland is um, they, I know they, any game they get into is going to be a shootout, right? Because I don't mm-hmm. feel like they'll come up with any of the defensive stops. But they do have enough offensive firepower to where I feel like they can sustain going to 110, 120 if need be. But they, it's the NBA you got to get a stop. And I that's feel it. like that would be the, that's going to be their one downfall if they do play. It's more likely going to be. The, I think the Lakers did clinch number one seed, right? They
2: did, yeah. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Yeah, if they play the Lakers, that's going to be a big issue with trying to Get those stops when they need them um, The Lakers good. are not really the best scoring Team per se but they You know what I'm yeah. saying They, they get it done y'all And I'm going to defer this side to y'all right Because they Y'all y'all, LeBron fans I mean I respect LeBron's Game you know yeah. I'm not a fan. but like Y'all have been watching Lakers Lakers closer than I have How do y'all Based on Fan reaction right the Lakers Are not playing up to their own Standard what are y'all thoughts on it? I think
1: it's two critical losses, and we said this in the pregame: uh, Rondo and Avery Bradley. Um, not neither one of those guys don't give you a big offensive lift, but what they did on the defensive end kind of helps with two way ball, um, especially with helping with um, with Rondo because he could actually play the point and give LeBron some time to you know be on the wing. And you know, create and have the game come to him. Um, now LeBron is creating the game, and right now, AD not playing the best basketball. Uh, Danny Green, I don't think he even made it to Orlando yet, even though his body is <laughs> so. When you got stuff like that, and you know, we know what we got at center, we got JaVille, we got Dwight, um, and then Cal Kuzma, yeah, he, he, he has. Been showing yeah, he defensively, he's he's there. And as a team, the Lakers defensively are there, but they don't they're not doing enough production wise on offense. So it's kind of like, man, like somebody else is going to have to step up besides LeBron and AD. And right now, they kind of where they need to be. Like I know LeBron was saying something about he getting used to depth perception. I mean, excuse me, it's, it's a little darker. And um, you know, you know, his perception when he's shooting. But somebody gotta emerge. And um I, I don't know, man. It's, it's it's I know they clinched real quick, so I kind of figured, okay, hey, let's just use this as a time to get loose, get in shape. But I don't want them to be down two 0 in a first round series and then the switch flip. So
2: Yeah, I mean I, I can see I can see that, Ryan. I really can. But I personally feel like the Lakers came into this whole series. uh, I mean, I'm sorry, this whole bubble, thinking of the games and treating them like exhibitions. Uh, I feel like with their losses that they had, um, they don't really know quite what they had with Deion Wade and their fit in the terms of their rotation. I think they still got a few things that they're trying to figure out and firm up their rotations before the playoffs but they were only one game away from clinching before they came into the bubble. True. And I, can't, yeah. I think they are treating it as such. I mean, uh, if you look at some of their rotations in the fourth quarter, the games that they lost, it was just like, um, you question Why do they have, you know, J.R. Smith, Deion Wade out there with no, you know, playmakers. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I really, I can't judge, you know, how they really are too much off of just these games that we've seen in the bubble. I, I think they're still strong and um gonna be a strong team in the playoffs. They are very much a tough out, but more than anything, I think Anthony Davis and LeBron are the best two two of the best players, probably top five in the league. Mm-hmm. And they, I think, pretty much gonna get to the second round unless something crazy happens. In my opinion, so
0: so my thing is um like you like you just said, they two of the top five best players in the league. Um, playoff Anthony Davis. If you see, you saw him play in New Orleans. You know that he is the heart. He was the heart and soul of New Orleans in terms of production. Um, you pair that with playoff LeBron. Whether if if playoff LeBron actually shows up or not, I think he will. Oh but, yeah. Um, it's a little. It's, it's just a little slow right now. Like Mike said, probably because they knew going in they only need that one game. say so just they kind of they kind of coast. To be you know clear, I
2: definitely think they're gonna flip a switch when the first playoff game starts. Now that doesn't mean that yeah. they're gonna like win and you know sweep the, the first round, but I do think that what we're seeing right now is just, they know it's not their best ball, they're not giving their best effort right now. So just right. But, I
1: understand. But see, that's the scary thing about the bubble is momentum, because, you know, we roll right out of, how many, I think a lot of teams are at, what, six bubble games, right, or six of these little crossovers. So, there's a total of eight. So, you roll right out of this, right into round one, starting I think it's, what, the 17th? Um... And if you've been rolling, been rolling, you got your rotations and all of that. Now you roll right into the playoffs and you keep that momentum going. Whereas with the Lakers, the Lakers got to get that continuity. And maybe they can jail. Maybe they, maybe they can just flip the switch. And I, and I hope they can. I, we know LeBron. Um, but is everybody else going to be able to do it and get back to where they were, you know, like February – um, when they were rolling. So, yeah. And see, that's the
0: thing right there. Like, you know, LeBron and AD are going to come with it, but we're talking about JR Smith, who hadn't been playing this year up until this point. Yeah. Is he going to be able to clutch up in the playoffs? I mean, he's a great playoff P. performer, P. but Kuzma, right? Yeah. Is Kuzma going to be able to get a bucket. And that's the is guy. Kuzma going to be able to get a bucket. Exactly. And like, you're talking about JR Smith, Kuzma, and Deion waiters are kind of what, and Danny Green or is kind of what, the Lakers are gonna rely mm-hmm. on in terms of because you know A D and LeBron gonna break it. Mm-hmm. But where's that third bucket gonna come from? Where that fourth bucket coming from consistently? I don't that and that would be the problem with them playing the um trailblazers, cause you know where the buckets are going to come from for the trailblazers. It's not even though they don't have they got Melo. is I would say he the third bucket, but you know people won't come out the bench and score for them. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I've never this whole season I have not been one hundred percent sure on the Lakers bench. Yeah. Because they haven't really produced up to the standard that I thought they would. Yeah. Markeith Morris was a good pickup for them. He has the defensive toughness that they need, further enforcing holding it down in the front court. But he's not going he's not gonna give you fifteen mm. and eight. He gonna give you like eight and four fouls. You know what I'm saying? We where's the where's that bucket gonna come yeah. from? And that's gonna be the biggest question for the Lakers. Hey Mike I see.
1: Mike, from. I wanna ask you a question, man.
0: Yeah,
1: and and listen, as Laker fans, Avery Bradley, how do you feel about his decision to opt out? And you know, what did it really put us in your mind?
2: Uh, I mean, first, I can't, I can't fault any man for taking his family, um, and his safety. Over, mm-hmm. over a situation that he probably didn't feel comfortable with, especially if you don't know what what uh you know, risk he might feel like. He feels like he his health is, you know, if he's at at increased risk uh for catching COVID, like that was absolutely yeah. decision.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: <laughs> but as far as you know, the Lakers' chances like that was a big loss, and I feel like you're not gonna feel it. Um. As much until you get in crunch time and you need someone to guard a, a Damian Lillard or or a, a George even. Like he he's Damn. an excellent wing defender, even for people that are taller than him. And if you want to give your star players a, a breather, I mean he's the perfect guy. He, I mean, as far as hustling and and he he was even developing a, a decent, you know, mid range to outside
0: jump shot mm-hmm. when the Lakers needed him because they left him so open.
2: Um and I mean you could, ball.
0: you know, from his Celtics days, that like he was he he was a defensive yeah, stopper exactly. all the way, but he could, but he had a jump shot that was good enough where you
2: couldn't leave him. Definitely, over. and he, he had so a I of think,
0: mentality. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: oh yeah, I think yeah, 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 hustle plays that. I think it was him because hustle and mm-hmm. anybody else in the Lakers that that CP like. Yeah, gives you that those hustle plays, diving on the floor, loose balls and stuff. But I don't, and the, I yeah, can't. Yeah. really I mean, I, I just
1: I ask because he was a key piece in my mind because I thought about just exactly what you said: crunch time defense. If LeBron needs to sit down mid third quarter to just get a breather, can he come out there and, and lock up PG? Can he come out there and kind of neutralize Lou Williams? Um, you know, can he come out there and if it's James? Get on James Harden and, and you know, hold him down like that's what you lose. But I was still kind of cool because we had Rondo, and then that happened with Rondo. So now I'm like, man, we got to rely on Queen Cook to beat us to stop us. Like, yeah, you know, Waiters Island. I, I, you know, I could rely a little bit more on Dion, but if Queen Cook. Has got to be out there to kind of help too, but now we got Jr. Jr. does have a defensive presence himself, but um, Avery a champion. Avery made deep playoff
2: runs, so right. He's a, he's, he's a former defensive. Yeah, and for sure. uh, yeah. I know he's a candidate for sure. But even even since the high school days, mm-hmm. exactly. he, was, he was like number right. one player in his class. Uh-huh. First on draft pick, like he he's a, he has a dog mentality like,
0: So I want to touch on One more um, little Scenario a circumstance before we get To talk about the award races and all that Stuff but one that stands Out to me a potential matchup Right now that's going to come out of the west If everything holds up The Rockets and the Thunder Ooh. Half game separate them Thunder is currently the 5 seed, Rockets the 4C, James Harden was cooking coming out of the gate, you know what I'm saying? He's still holding up that um that level. Yeah. But the Thunder, the Thunder, I they are the biggest surprise to me because when you look at that Paul George trade, right? Mm-hmm. When they gave up Shy Gill in that trade, I was like, wow, okay, so they're really trying to sell. They're trying to go in for it right now, and I don't blame them because Shaq Gill is a really Really, really, really good um, point guard, two guard. I think he's been playing a three since they got his CP3 mm-hmm. and Dennis Schroeder. But he is a really, really good player. He's gonna be a really, really good player going forward. Hell, yeah. And you can see with Chris Paul's leadership, Dennis Schroeder's dog mentality, <laughs> and this man Shaqy Alexander's pure um, basketball skill. Mm-hmm. And you pair that with Stephen Adams and who they got? The, who they have before? Is that I don't even remember who they
1: had. It's not Jeremy Green, it's,
0: is it? Is it Grant, or did he opt out? Uh, Jeremy Grant is somewhere. I think he's somewhere in there. Yeah. But that is a really solid team, exciting team to watch. And i honestly... No, nah, Jeremy Grant, honestly, he
1: with the Nuggets, my bad. I,
0: think he I, with I honestly think that game, that uh, series can go seven.
1: Um, I agree Very with you. easily. I agree with you. I think, um, well, first of all, Billy Donovan real deserved on Coach of the Year because what he Coach. did with that team... After they lost, you know, PG and, you know, Westbrook is amazing. Um, This is a redemption story in my eyes for Chris Paul, man. Like, Chris Paul has been quietly balling all year. He took a team that people kind of forgot. And that's great when you can go below – fly below the radar, Um, you know. But that's must-see TV if if they match up with Houston. Knowing how it ended, you know, him ending up there – And people just pretty much saying, like, man, this is it. This is his last run. Um, It's going to be a great series. And you know what? They can flip-flop. They're 4-5 now. They can flip-flop. It's going to be the same matchup. It doesn't matter because nobody has to fly to Oklahoma City. Nobody has to fly to Houston. Um, The one thing about Houston, I love James. I love his game. I hate P.J. Tucker and the way he shoots. Um, Mm -hmm. I watched him. I watched them win um, last Saturday night, um, and, you know, it was just by sure will. But I can see how they shoot themselves out of games just because he yeah. has to shoot jumpers that he shouldn't have to shoot. Now, um, I think um, they're missing somebody right now. They're out. Somebody's hurt. Um, Eric Gordon. So mm-hmm. how soon they get Eric Gordon back, you know, he's a he's a lot better shooter than P.J. Tucker. but Right. Man, if you play them right, you can just shoot over them down low. So, that in itself can, you know, kind of be something that can hurt them, but they never out of a game because two or three three pointers from now, boom, it could be back up one or, or tie the ball game. So.
0: Right. I like, um, I feel like Steven Adams would be X Factor down you. there because it's either going to be PJ Tucker or Robert Covington guarding him down. hmm. So I feel like he the way he is, he'll bruise it down low, he'll find a way to get fifteen rebounds a game, or I mm-hmm. would hope so. Um, size wise, I don't think Schroeder obviously can keep up with um James Harden skill scale- well scale wise. I don't think he's gonna be able to guard him. It will be a good matchup, but I don't I think Harden has a clear edge in that. Uh C P three and Russ, I that, that's just, that's just gonna be an interesting matchup altogether. Mm-hmm. Um I really want to see this happening, and the only way it doesn't happen is because the Jazz are also the Jazz is in. They okay, so the Jazz, Rockets, and Thunder all have forty three wins. So it's literally a game separating the four and the six seed. So the Jazz themselves could mess this mess this whole potential playoff game up. The Jazz, man, Spider Spider showed up. (laughs) <laughs> spider showed up to the brook. yeah i yeah. would give him that he he showed up he did. and he's playing hard and everybody would think that you know go bear that rift at the beginning was gonna be a big deal they kind of picked up where they left off
1: he's kind of had to go show go on up because bogdanovich is out so you right. know, he kind of show and that's what i was worried about with them i was like man who is this team gonna be without bogdanovich and um you know he's showing up um do I think they'll win their first round series? No, I don't think whoever they match up with in their first round series, I don't see them beating. And right Which now, likely be right be now with the Nuggets, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, and who playing this? Two K. My team ball, or Jokic at the point, bowl Bowl out there, mm-hmm. Mason with Plumley That that lineup is. Damn Mm. dick,
2: the way Michael Porter Jr. has been playing as well. The Nuggets gonna be a tough job, exactly.
0: Yeah, and and he and that's the other thing, too. He hadn't been healthy really since he got into the league because he wasn't healthy in Missouri when he came out. But if he can play up to his potential, that team is gonna really. I can, I feel like the West until LeBron retire Mm -hmm. is the top four is gonna be exactly the same because unless Luka just pulled a rabbit out the hat and Dallas going forward, or they get another piece, would which would be like a, what, like another wing score or, or, something. or Houston
1: just decide to or play Houston. small ball and get a big man that just want to rebound.
0: Right, yeah. it's so much that can happen, but that the top four it seems to be set in. The I hate listen. The West is just so solid, bro.
1: we really <laughs> always been. I, even, I think we we're going on like a decade been. now, right? That the West
2: is yeah, being like been better, ridiculous, yeah,
0: right. And it's, like, clear and obvious because they – I mean, the Kings, Pelicans, they had an outside shot. They weren't really – I don't think anybody thought the Kings were going to make it or the Spurs would make it. Pelicans had an outside shot. But when you – once you get into the top eight, really the top ten, it is a – between the four Mm seeds that touch each other, it's like a game or two difference. Um and these teams can interchange because a Jazz Rockets matchup in the first half wouldn't be the worst thing to see either. No, nope. you know what I'm saying. The first round, mm-hmm. they they match up really well, and I mean the middle of the pack. Your middle of the pack Western Conference teams can interchange. They all match up well, and that is why I feel like honestly, whoever comes out to ease, I don't. I love Giannis to death, man, and I really love how the Raptors are playing. But I don't think the Bucks or the Raptors could be – the Lakers or the Clippers held. They get a Nuggets around for their money, but you know what I'm saying. I don't think the best from the East can beat the best from the West. Um,
2: hard to almost, say. I mean,
1: Giannis don't
2: yeah. say the Bucks. Maybe it, they're gonna be a tough matchup for whoever comes out the West. It's just like how we yeah. get the uh, Brown when he was like with the Heaters, as Ryan said. Yeah, the West was still the power conference, the the yeah. better conference <laughs> from top to bottom. But you were hard pressed to you know match up with you know Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and Bosh, um, with the supporting <laughs> cast they had, and that's what the uh, the Bucks have, in my opinion, with with Giannis. I mean, and the supporting cast. I, I just, yeah. especially, especially if if the Bucks cruise through the East like they probably should. I mean, the only time I can see them giving giving them fits is maybe Boston, the Raptors, Boston the Raptors. but yeah, the yeah, me yeah. Not forget about the Raptors. But say the say the uh, Bucks have an easier time getting through the East. They'll be more rested, less banged up than than uh than any team. that will probably have to come out the West. It'll be a tough out in the final for sure. And that's not a bad so thing potent- in the bubble,
0: right? Yeah. Right. The potential the potential role for the Bucks looks like Magic mm-hmm. first round, which would be a blow by. Mm-hmm. Um, either the Pacers or the Heat in the second round, which they I wouldn't say they struggle, but they, I can see they going five to six. They might fuck around and sweep and then they uh the East Conference final could. Be between the Raptors and the Celtics.
1: I think they got the heat so I watched them come back down 20 on the heat. And that was the game that they actually clinched the East on. And um that was the game that actually made me believe like man, this team is actually pretty good. I was all in on Boston coming back and I don't know what what happened to Jason Tatum. Like again, he he might still be somewhere in Boston. Um, you know, waiting for his flight to um, Orlando. Um, but I really I really wanted them to show up just because I like that young core they got. And Philadelphia has really disappointed me in terms of what they did. Uh, if Brett Brown is able to keep his job after this season, um, that's amazing. I think that's Jason Kidd will be the next coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. If, uh, I would actually
0: like to say that.
1: Yeah, but... Um, Man, the book's gonna
0: the be Sixers, a tough out. The Six, yeah, Sixers really are disappointed. I don't know really what the hell they got going on. Um, they they got overtook by the Heat and the Pacers, mm-hmm. which is, and the Pacers, do they? Even, I, I think Old Depot hurt, or, or did? Is he come back? I, I don't. I, um, See, I, that's thought that's thought yeah, I, thought I, I thought I saw you know him on the floor. Yeah, I thought I saw him on
2: the floor. I thought I saw him come saying?
0: back. Yeah. Let me see. They the paces are good, but they the, the Sixers are like should be in that four spot. The Sixers Hell, should. Honestly the three spot. And the honestly, the, the, the fact
1: spot. that the Sixers have collapsed just gives me like I don't know what the motivation where their motivation is at. Um right. But that in itself is enough that um, you know, as soon as they are eliminated, um, Brett Brown, you know, he won't make the flight to Cancun. Um he just you know i I don't you know he just he just goes somewhere else, but they to me and if we ever have this target biggest disappointment of the season, they probably are the biggest disappointment to me in the NBA season um just' cause of team with that kind of potential, and um what happens in the future? I don't know how much longer Ben got on his contract, but I can see him going west too.
0: Very easily, if I might add to that. um, Mike, you got, you got anything you want to add before we switch uh, switch gears?
2: No, nah, just I concur. I mean, Philadelphia, even though I didn't have them going too far in the playoffs, you would like to see more from them. Just, oh, in general, I mean, to Ryan's point, you see some players not playing up to par. I think it's just the flip side of what we were saying earlier. While some players, you know, they they playing better when they can just focus on ball, I definitely think other players um, you know they're used to feeding off the fans' energy and letting that energize yeah. them to help their game. You're seeing players, maybe Jason Tatum, was a candidate. Like, um, you know, they're not playing as well or up to par, and I just, I, that's that's an the interesting thing to uh, focus on. you know, as the as the bubble continues.
0: So quick news before we switch gears. Um, Draymond got fined 50k for what he said about uh, that book on uh, TNT. I mean, yeah. I kind of saw no that coming. Yeah. yeah, not no real surprise, and um, I'm scrolling through Bleacher Report Twitter just get to see the, uh, the finalists, and uh, the stats on Lonzo Ball in the bubble. This man is averaging five and a half points, five point three rebounds, almost seven assists on twenty six percent shoot, nineteen percent from three. So we are talking about players that got that missed the flight. We've, um, yeah,
1: we've never, I've never expected anything from him, um, at all. Anyway, I was not expecting nothing, yeah. just like Michael said from from the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram has had a great season, though. Um, yeah. Will he be most improved player? Hmm, I mean, he probably should. But Bam Adebayo has done pretty good. Luca is in that category. Um, uh, Luka could Luca be, be an MVP it. candidate. Yeah, Luca's going to win and, it. Yeah,
0: and, and let's go I, – I saw this earlier, and I was like – Somebody, got, I, I quoted on Twitter. I said he got snubbed. Uh, Luca made a quote and said, "Take me off the list and put Devonte Graham on there. I do not deserve to be on there." Devonte Graham, even though the Hornets didn't make it to the bubble,
1: yeah,
0: I, I feel like he is in terms of production. He should be well, the most improved. Didn't he go from because, like three I points mean, a game
1: to like eight, he, he started
0: three games last year. Yeah. He went from four four point seven points per game, two point six assists to eighteen a game and seven and a half assists.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. talking
0: about t- four times the amount of scoring, mm. and he more than doubled his assists almost tripled his assists. I think
2: that's a no brainer there, but it's just it goes to show I mean, he
0: didn't make the finals, NBA yeah.
2: awards are so political. I mean, he doesn't have as much hype coming out of Charlotte. Um, there
1: you go, yes. not as
2: much attention. And I, like I said, I think Luca's gonna win it just off the fact that he has so He's much fanfare. Luka. Everything mm-hmm. Luca right. does is, is all over sports center, like that little pass he did. Granted, it was a nice Come pass between the leg, but you know, that's something that James Harden and other players in the league have done many times this year. But you know, it was top, you right. know, top play on Sports Center is a number one on the NBA countdown. I mean, those are the types of things that get you the NBA awards. It's, it's the fanfare.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I completely agree with you, man. Um I mean it is what it is. It's but it's most improved players. Shout out to BI though. Shout out to B.I.
0: Right. I'm glad to see him um, in the race. I'm glad he is starting to produce up to that ceiling. Well, let Let me double back,
1: man. Let me just stop beating around the bush. (laughs) B.I. looking better better than Kuzma right now, and I'm kind of pissed about mm -hmm. it, man. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of pissed that we wagered that third option on Kuzma being that guy and B.I. down there. Just smirking at everybody. Yeah. Thinking that same thing we're saying right now, man. You
2: think the legend should is the B.I. I feel like
1: we looking at this like, man, Kuzma kind of bigger. You know, more height, longer. The upside might have evaluated out better. I don't know if the trade value was better. I can't imagine how the trade value for B.I. would be bigger than the trade value for Kuzma. Um. But cool, B.I. down there
0: looking like a third option, man. and That's something that the Lakers yeah. do right now. Because your boy Koolz ain't showing up on offense offensive end at all. I mean,
2: B.I., mean, he, he, yeah. when he's scoring, I don't know if he fits as well with LeBron. He doesn't really play off-ball as well. He's more of a on-ball scorer. But I, I can't disagree with what you're saying. I, I thought B.I. had more upside and was even a better player at the time that they made the trade. I just thought that I mean the Lakers for their fit what they were trying to create. I mean, you don't really have time to let BI be a primary ball handler and develop. You know, I mean, and Kyle Kuzma probably was already closer to his final potential, I thought. So I mean I I don't know. I have mixed opinions on
0: that though. I just, so, yeah, I just feel, go, man. I feel I'm emotional hey, about it, man. <laughs> I see. I'm cl- I feel like when the trade happened, um I feel like teams saw what, um, what Kuzma really was. That's why he ended up staying on the Lakers. They didn't, they, I think they'd rather had B.I. Yeah. And you seeing now that he's performing, that he, he's showing up and showing out versus Kuzma kind of being in the, he's showing up on defense, but he's not that option. He's not, a, I wouldn't say he's a better player than at least right now for, um, the Lakers than BIA is for the Pelicans, so I feel like honestly, if Brandon Ingram could have stayed on the Lakers, if you flip the, the pieces, right? If Cal Kuzma went to the Pelicans and Brandon Ingram was still on the Lakers, how would y'all feel? Anyway, I know Ryan would feel better about the Lakers. How would you feel about the Lakers, Mike?
2: Hello, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh,
2: I I don't. I just have mixed opinions. I think if. You said if Brandon Ingram was still in the Lakers?
0: Yeah, if you swap if you swap Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram, I, I don't think Kyle Kuzma will be performing any better in New Orleans, but do you think Brandon Ingram would have been a better fit for what the Lakers want right now, especially with Avery Bradley leaving?
2: Uh opting out. Honestly, I, I think I still like the chances a little bit better with Kuzma. I mean, if you, you want stuff, if you want LeBron to have more space, I mean Brandon Ingram is not really a spot up shooter. He's more so trying to be uh A slasher and a, and a go-to guy himself. I don't. I don't think Brandon Ingram even sees himself as a third option. He he's probably gonna want the ball more. He wants to be, like be a dog. Yeah, he want to be a lead
1: dog. Yeah. What you
2: say? He want to be a lead dog. That's he want to be a lead dog. Absolutely. I mean, he's starting to take more of the the uh, last-second clutch shots for for New Orleans, and I mean, it probably would have hurt his personal development to be on the Lakers. So. I I just maybe you I can see his value when a player like LeBron or AD both go to the bench and you still have him out there to be able to score in one-on-one situations. But I don't know. I mean, it's still we gotta see how it develops. I'd rather have Kuzma. I haven't had as much time to watch Kuzma individually in a bubble, but throughout this whole season, Kuzma's proven that he can play better defense and he's become a better shooter and a more consistent offensive scorer. Um without, you know, having to, having to have too many dribbles and having the ball in his hands all the time. So that's, that's, um, that's I expect both of y'all's opinions, of course, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no.
0: Yeah. So it's time to switch gears, man. Uh we already touched on the most approved player. I think that's clearly going to Luca uh versus the field, even though Bam's had a hell of a year. Um Devontae Graham deserve it, but you know, politics it is what it is. So um other main rewards. The Rookie of the Year finalists have been announced and they were John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, and Zion Williamson. I promise to Jesus Christ himself, if John Morant does not get this trophy, I'm not watching another game of NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
1: I'm not going to go that far, but you know, I will call this conspiracy Nike probably will at that point um, have paid Adam Silver in the NBA and a bunch of writers a great deal of money. Jaw's gonna win this by far. Absolutely um, should. Zion played 15 more games. Now we got a discussion. Um But Jaw's gonna win this, like hands down.
0: I think Zion. The only Zion is a great player, right? They came. They. They. I think him and Jaw came from the same yep. area. They was on the same Hague team. Spartanburg,
1: up, South right? Carolina. So right?
0: yeah. So they. They. They raw talents, right? Kendrick Nunn, his rookie of the year shirt's been killing me. I mean, everybody know he won, won this one his race at all. He just there so they can have a third player, honestly. But John Morant out the gate made a difference on that Memphis mm-hmm. team, right? Like he cleared, he very much took a desolate empty team. And
1: put them in that, the eighth seed in the west. And put him in the
0: eighth in seed the in the west. And that's hard to do.
2: Yeah.
0: Are they they are they gonna lose that seed right now? Probably. But they in position. But they in a position to lose it versus being on the outside looking in. You know what I'm saying? They still got control of being in the playoffs. John Morant, he took the spot of Mike Conley. Yep. And
1: and they never lost. I the mean,
0: sport. they, they got. They actually sport.
1: got better, man.
0: Yeah, they they more dynamic. Yeah. They more of a scoring. You know what I'm saying of a team. I mean, I hate Jan Jackson got hurt, but Memphis is a really exciting team. Yeah. And John Morant is the center point of that. The man looked like a young D-Rose, Russell Westbrook hybrid, and he's starting to learn how to land on his feet when he dumps. Yeah. So that means he's not going to get hurt as much, which means y'all got, I would say, D-Rose 2.0 coming that out. That rookie
1: man. year experience that he got, you know, and just being in that bubble is going to be huge too. Um, now he's going through adversity now because, you know, with the injury to Jaron Jackson Jr. and just their record in, in this play and this restart restart play, um is the adversity that he needs. Um even if he don't make the playoffs, I think with the short the short window between the start of the next season, it's going to be great for somebody like him. Um just with that dog mentality um to be able to get back to where he need to be. Um so I love that for him, but this is his award. Um, it should be a unanimous vote too. It shouldn't be um to be honest with you I know some people are gonna probably vote for Zion,
2: but this should be a unanimous John Moran vote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I would want to see Zion winning, but he just hasn't played enough games. I think he mm-hmm. has Zion has more upside than John. I don't know. I don't know how firmly I really can say that. I say that Woo! kind of. I say that kind of. I say hey, that, that,
0: is that on the contention that he's staying healthy? Absolutely. Because right now, we ain't getting yeah. That at all.
2: If he's staying yeah. healthy, and even then, I, I say it kind of hesitantly, but I think Zion has yes. more yes. more upside than John. Your hesitation, like the now. jumper. Yeah, the jumper, but Zion, without having to play too many games and even too many minutes, has proven that he can be one of the most efficient scorers, driving to the basket and in, and in the mm-hmm. post, um, in the West, and I just uh. I wanna. I would like to see it, but I mean, I think it's a no-brainer with Jaden in this rookie of the year situation. I mean, he he plays on both ends. That's one thing. I don't know if anyone's yeah. talking about Zion. He's not a good on-ball defender, and what position Man. is he really gonna guard? He gets exactly- And see, this
0: is that. That's my thing right there. I was just about to say that. I mean, Zion is heavy, right? Like he. I feel like for his own personal health, he needs to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. But also, he's six he's, they listen to 6'6", six, six. I think he's 6'5", honestly. The man is like P.J. Tucker height and size, but he's not, he doesn't have good lateral quickness. So, like, he's not going to be able to keep up with a guard on the switch because he's too heavy. He's not as quick. Mm-hmm. He got, like, you know, he got twitchy uh movement when the ball is in his hand, but it's like, defensively, unless he's on LeBron, you chase you down or just meet you at the rim, on ball, like you said, on ball, he's not a great defender. So, I feel like he had like 270 right now, 280 might be closer yeah. to
1: 290, man Yeah,
0: that He got a I don't know, he need to say If he gets like 260, which is still crazy It's still a crazy size Now, goal. you
1: need to, look I, I noticed something watching <laughs> him play, right On his game, I like his game He's efficient inside scores, But he's usually a one move To the basket, head down, I'm going Um, mm-hmm. and I think a few teams figured that out. You know, if they got the guys that that are willing to get in front of them, you can do something, you know, but he's going to the basket. I think that style of play and trying to, you know, work within an offense, that's going to be interesting to see how successful he's going to be in his career because I don't see him being able to do that five or six years and it translate to winning. Um Especially with, you know, big men, you know, willing to say, like, I can shoot outside shots. So I'll let you do that. I'm not going to let you beat me up and bang me up to where I'm fatigued. I'll let, I'll do that. I'll do that on the end because you don't have a jumper. So that's two points where I can come down on the other end. I can go inside, shoot over you, or I can go outside. And like you said, you don't have that lateral quickness. I can go by you or shoot it from the outside. The yeah. trade off. Cause, yeah. So.
0: So like I would say like Jokic getting guarded by Zion, Jokic might put up a forty point triple double. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because Jokic got point guard skill. He slimmed down. You know what I'm saying? He he just recently slimmed That's down. He became more both, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you looking at where the center is going? Like it was it was already trajectory and at the stretch center, but now we are looking at like a playmaking stretch type center. Where the, you know what I'm saying? Where you can run. Imagine Pal Gasol on the perimeter. Mo you know is saying? a perfect like is, example
1: of what it's becoming. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Like, Pro Bowl Bowl is and Mo Bamba are like the two centers going forward where I'm like, okay, like, you're going to have this lanky big guy that can handle the ball and shoot outside. Mm-hmm. you basically going to have five to uh, three to five Yannises on the court at one time. Mm-hmm. Like, that is where the league is going. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know where they're putting all these six eights and six tens from, but they. They Coming and they come with handle and the ability to shoot, but um, yeah, Lena Zion. He, if that's what he has to face going forward, he gotta lose some weight, man, or at least be able to get more laterally quick to be able to keep up with the uh, pace of the league yeah. because it's it, it can get ugly quick if he can't stay healthy or lose weight. But um, Ricky, the year we, we, yeah, John Morant, we all in the grands, that's that's his award, yeah. All right, there you go him. Um next I got defensive player of the year. Um finalists are Giannis, A D and Rudy Gobert. Mm. I'm gonna open the floor. I'm gonna open the floor right now. Uh I'm gonna let y'all talk on this is y'all boy in there.
1: Um well I respect the A D. Um, you know, but Giannis once again has locked down the Eastern Conference as far as defensive um play. I, I hadn't seen anybody really just go off on him. I know uh TJ, I know what Luca did last night, but you know, they'd already, you know, clinched the East. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with Giannis on this one. He's long. Giannis can guard the wing and he's long enough to disrupt the the backcourt. You know, he he can he can slide out on a guard. Um he's not a mismatch. You can't if Giannis get caught on a switch, um you got to think like man like one step to the left or one step to the right he right back in front of me so right. like, from a defensive standpoint he's a presence that I don't think we've ever seen in that regard and i mean like the dude i the dude is really a freak like he he his motor is always going like he literally is always going so the fact that he can do what he does on the offensive end and then get back and play great defense Man, every shot is contestable for him. Every shot. So I'm going
0: Giannis. Yeah, honestly, I was going to go with
2: Giannis too. I think Anthony Davis might get some votes just because of media hype and the Lakers being the first seed. Um, but Giannis is at really his length. It's all it's all about length. Mm-hmm. He has the lateral quickness sure. to guard some of the the uh, twos and threes that are trying to drive on him at the rim. I mean, he can play, you know, as an off-ball rim protector against a lot of the big guys as well. Um you don't I don't think he's really got had to show improve. I mean Milwaukee as, you know, alone they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I think Giannis is going to win this award. Uh Gobert, I don't really like Gobert too much, but he's a solid rim protector. I honestly it, it's hard because I don't think Gobert while we talking about it? I don't know if Gobert is the third best defensive player in the league. It's really no. tough to say because it's there's no clear criteria for defensive player of the league. Like, they don't – like, for a player that gets a lot of steals or a player that rebounds. I
0: feel like I feel like for big man it's all about rebounds and blocks. And then um, for, like, the wings and guards, it was – it's more about steals and just pure and lockdown. That's, that's it
2: right there, though. But you look at yeah. a player like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George right now, Everyone understands them to be some of the best wing defenders in the league, but Mm -hmm. they're up for the challenge of guarding the very best player every single night. So you're not Mm going to steal the ball necessarily from the best player every single night. And you're not, if you're playing on ball defense, you're not going to be in a position to get, you know, the rebounds all the time. But it's like you have to evaluate play by play, like how often are the best players scoring on them? Um.
0: Mm -hmm. I think analytically, um, now that we got like those advanced analytics, this award. I think it's kind of easier to, like, defensive win shares. I did not hear about that until last year, but if you look at defensive win shares and stuff like that, those types of numbers and criteria kind of boost up certain players. Um, I think with Rudy Gobert that he's he's high on that list, even though he is a big man getting a lot of blocks and rebounds. But the thing about Giannis, I also agree, I think he's going to get defensive player of the year. The thing about Giannis is, you, you know how we just broke down the, the two separate criteria for whether you're a guard or a big? This man Giannis has it all. Like, he can switch. I Like, how LeBron used to guard one through five back in his prime. Giannis mm-hmm. is doing the same thing, except he could. I, I I, can see him, Giannis, like, guarding Dwight Howard, if need be, back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the Orlando days. You wouldn't put LeBron on Dwight Howard. In the post, back in like yeah. 0-9. but I would be, I would feel comfortable putting Giannis on Dwight Howard in the post in in 9 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just yeah. his ability to guard one through five. He took LeBron's dead mantra that one through four, one through five, and just exploded on it because he's 16 and mobile laterally and vertically. Man, it's ridiculous. If you even if you blow by him, you still got like eight to nine feet that you got to get away from. For him to not block your shot. You know what I'm True, saying? The man yeah. is ridiculously athletic. He gets from half court, it take him two steps. <laughs> like that that yeah. is a ridiculous amount of athleticism to keep up with offensively. So defensively, I mean it's just it's So I think we got three sweep on uh defensive player of the year. So that brings us to the MVP, which I'm going to start off by saying this is controversial. For no reason, for no reason, it's <laughs> <This is> controversial. <laughs> because I watched the video the other day about um, alternative MVPs. Because it's always they always what? do this every year. Like for every year, it's a clear cut favorite. They, the media or the fans will wait to about game games fifty to sixty after the uh, after the All Star game, right before the playoff push, the huge playoff push, and another player will come out and be really good. And they will use that as okay, he should he should get these votes as well. Like back in the day when it was Curry possible unanimous, where I think where it was unanimous, they tried to push James Harden at the end. Even though it was very clear that this was Curry's award. I think the same thing is happening with Giannis and LeBron. Now LeBron is playing out of his damn mind. I will give him that. But the start the Lakers had versus the consistency the Buxton had since last year and that Giannis hadn't dropped off at all. I feel like it's his MVP to lose versus it being. I think I think it's a farther race than what has been sold to us as. I think this is Giannis's
2: I could not disagree with you more. There, I mean,
0: it, 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 it just kind of goes. I got It kind
2: of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, what you don't really have clear criteria, even more so for the MVP award, because you would like to think that the MVP is, is the best player in the league. But, I mean, it's, really yeah, mad. it's really not. LeBron's He's career, really not. you look at the trajectory of LeBron's career, there have been very few years, especially after Kobe's slight decline, there have been very few years where LeBron was not the clear-cut best player in the league, in my opinion. And that, and he did not so win true. the MVP award for most of those years, so true. mainly because, you know, there, people were justifying and saying, you got to give it to a Harden or a Curry because of their emergence um, and their team is the, the top seed and they deserve it because of for those reasons. I mean, and right now if you look at LeBron, he's the clear-cut leader, probably best player on that team. The Lakers are the number 1 in the Western Conference coming off a year where people were saying LeBron has started to decline in year 17. You not they don't think he's going to e- even going to make the playoffs or be a strong contender again, and he's just continuing to prove, you know, that he's still that was, at the top of the game. I mean, I think you've got to give it to LeBron this year. Uh, if, not, if no if uh, no if no other reason just for all of those years that he was snug not for being the best player and not getting it.
1: Man, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Mike. Interesting. I couldn't agree more. LeBron James is the MVP of the league. Here's why. You have literally got a Lakers team that had not made the playoffs in I don't know how long, right? Um, They didn't make the playoffs last year. LeBron's first year there. You come back this year, Despite the adversity that they had, you know, they did have some regular season injuries, Um, you know, getting AD there, learning how to play that. This is a man who could lead the league in scoring. He is leading the league in assists and still finding a way to score, still finding a way to close out games. Still, you know, playing. And how many games did LeBron miss in the regular season before the break? Before the break. I don't think he missed but about maybe one or two. Um in year 17, he's playing like he's in year, you know, eight or nine. And he's doing it at a brand new position. He he's playing point guard. Like I think from that standpoint, he deserves it. He's been the best player on his team all year. But Again, from a legacy standpoint, too, this just like Michael said, um, you know, he's been snubbed quite a few times. I got the list pulled up here. Um, you can go all the way back though, like, let's go back to 07 08. Kobe won that year, then LeBron ran off two, and then Derrick Rose came back, and then LeBron got two more, and then other people started winning them, right? LeBron went to the finals every year that other people was, were winning. And you're not going to tell me LeBron wasn't the best player in the league those two years that, you know, Steph won. Steph just, he just hypnotized all the writers because he's shooting his shot from, you know, from everywhere. He's making them and his team is winning. LeBron was consistent for a decade and won two. Um, MVP award, you know, let's so, the MVP.
0: See, the, this is the thing about the MVP, right? And this is why we never, other than courage, unanimous gear, even where it was, it was arguments on sides, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, LeBron could have got them votes very easily. Um, it's hard to agree because even with deep. D- defense player of the year and MVP, even with defense player of the year, it's still more clear-cut criteria for who's a better defender, like their impact on defending. MVP is so much harder because it's like, if you want to give it to the best player every year, obviously LeBron is going to win seven times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Easily. But, like right now, I'm we had not said anything about who who is averaging 34-6 and 8, but he's not, nobody's taking him like he's solid in third. I don't hear anybody lobbying for Harden except for Harden fans. So it's like, what do I would hate being a voter for the MVP because it's like, what are you really voting on? Are you voting on? Because I heard y'all bring up Legacy for real. Yeah, I mean, I understand that LeBron has been consistently top five, top three in MVP voting every year, but it's like, what are y'all? What are we really voting on? There's no clear cut criteria for the. There isn't.
1: It's so it's narrative. like every year you can have this. You can it's have this, right. exactly
0: it's gonna be a nar- it's gonna be a narrative and parody always because there's no clear cut how we're gonna do this. Like NFL Pat- Patrick Mahomes, I think in the NFL it's a bias for quarterbacks for the M V P unless like a running back run for two thousand yards or a receiver had like a moss year, rice type year. But in the NBA it's not is is nothing solid to hold the voting to? So, so I think it'll always be parody and it'll always be subjective.
1: Hey man, all but y'all I know got the two
0: one on LeBron, so I can't I can't say nothing much. Listen, say? all I know is
1: Kobe won back to back championships, played out of his mind those two seasons, and he just was runner up for MVP. You know who won those two years? LeBron. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of like one of them things, man. LeBron has had the season that everybody thought he shouldn't have this year, so he defied expectations. Giannis is doing the same exact thing, but he's doing it in the East. Yeah, yeah. So that's why LeBron didn't win those MVPs, because everybody said he's doing all of this, but he's doing it in the East. Don't let the narrative change.
0: But. And that that was something else I seen. Like it's crazy, y'all y'all taking more of a factual approach to this. I can't say the same thing about y'all's um, classmates that are LeBron stands, because um, they kind of using a reverse argument on Giannis as to why he shouldn't use it. As it's the, the same argument they should use for LeBron to win it. Mm-hmm. It's like they, it's a lot of narrative flipping. It's like we said earlier, and it's hard to. Like really settle on, on either way But I think, I honestly think Giannis is going to win it But It's, it's a two man race Even though Harden is doing his damn thing in Houston That you can't even ignore He's not really efficient from the floor But everything else is there You know what I'm saying So I, yeah I think it's is it, it might end up being Giannis And if Giannis get um, MVP and defense player of the year he in a goat range, to me, or at least for a year, a season. So, yeah. That's that's, that's all I got. That's all I got
1: on that. Um, hey NBA, y'all better not fuck
0: this. So
2: I, LeBron needs oh, yeah, yeah, this, this one, man. We gotta give it to him. Yeah. yeah.
0: If if this man got two two trophies, if Giannis get two trophies. It is what it is. Which y'all – another question, since this is this is regular season MVP, but would y'all opinions change if they met in the finals and the Bucks won or if the Lakers won? Would it solidify what y'all saying about uh, LeBron? The
2: only thing that would change my mind is if the Lakers didn't make it to the Western Conference Finals. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Which they wish they should yeah. very easily do unless mm-hmm. the Portland Trail brothers pull a rabbit out their ass. Yeah. Interesting. So there we are. That's uh, y'all got any parting shots, any hot takes y'all want to um, man? Shout out um. the
1: chicken, shout out the chicken wing Williams, man. (laughs) Lemon pepper Lou, (laughs) sweet, sweet Lou. Lou, Lou, Lou. Listen, man, I'm not gonna put that on Lou. I'm not gonna put that on Lou. I've been in Magic City before, I've had the wings since Lou Williams made it hot. I've actually had the wings delivered to me. Let me tell you something. I blame Jack Harlow. First of all, we all know what a groupie is, right? Yeah. You know, for a rapper to be in someplace so excited that he needed to take a picture with somebody that probably shouldn't be on picture anyway. Like, it tells me what his level of intelligence is. He posted it, took it down. Then he tried to be so loyal as to say, you know, hey, it was an old picture. Uh, Okay, that's cool, man. First of all, groupie behavior was no longer and has never been tolerated, Um, right? And if not for that, the chicken wing, um, you know, fiasco, we might not know about. But I'm glad it happened because it actually eliminated anybody else from doing anything else going forward in the bubble. We do realize though that that bubble is as good as a bribe. So um, I mean, hey. I've, you know, I've seen some things that lead me to believe that some of the baddest, you know, creatures on Instagram and on the internet have, you know, magically found their way to Orlando. So that's all I'm going to say about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, com- what you got for no me. comment. What you got for me, Mike? No comment on that. Uh... <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm just excited that the – uh The NBA has put this this much investment into the continuation of the league. I'm looking at it right now. The NBA with the bubble is the only safe um, COVID COVID safe uh, league that I think we have. I mean, I want to see a football season and I want to see the baseball MLB continue. um, But I don't really have a lot of faith that it's going to be able to be held together. I mean, I don't know if you all saw it was a fight today in the MLB.
0: Oh yeah, ain't no, ain't no social distance. There's no social the, uh,
2: um, they, they, they yeah, and, the, and the players are going back home and doing whatever they want. It's, it's not nearly as much yeah. accountability or protection. Um, and I, I do think when you know COVID going on, it is important to to put you know the players in a good position and not pressure them to play um in unsafe conditions. But yeah, I'm proud of the NBA. I'm proud of Adam Silver. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see yes, what sir. the NBA has to
0: offer. Got you, got you. Uh, for me, I'm gonna keep it real short, real sweet. Give Ja his damn trophy, please. Give Ja his damn trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got today for the stupendous podcast, man. I appreciate it's y'all great. for joining me, man. Y'all, yep. y'all keep it insane all the time. Um, hey, we're gonna do it again with uh, when the playoffs are supposed to start?
1: on mm-hmm. Monday, I think. 17? Yeah, yeah, Monday, real soon.
0: Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get it in we're gonna get it in this Saturday or whenever uh the, the last game is for the bubble. Once the playoff season is live, we're gonna try to do a little playoff prediction one. Um I hope y'all are ready. Yep. And uh, we might yeah, we're gonna get it rocking. Appreciate right, y'all. And that is all the time we have for today, man. Big shout out from my boy Ryan T, my boy Mike stopping by, talking with basketball with me. Um as of recording this, Dame did go off for another sixty piece on the year. That gives him his third on the year timing with Wilt for the most sixty pieces all the time in a season. Um, my boy, he, he was in his bag, man. I came in about to. He was getting shots ridiculous all over the place. Um, and he's positioned himself in a in at eight spot race with the Phoenix Suns. It looks like that uh, Memphis Grizzlies are honestly about to drop that spot. I hate that for John Morant's had a heck of a season, but um, Dame and the Suns, they they gunning for that playoff spot, man. They looking really good. But um, on these next episodes, like uh, I said before, we're going to be diving into the playoff picture once it sets. And should we have football, man? It's I see a lot. We have a lot of uh, conferences and um, players speaking up on it. We have a lot of conferences that have canceled. Um, the SEC and I think the Big 12 are trying to get it done as of today, August 12th. They're still trying to get it done in terms of doing a season that's scheduled, but should they have football? That's going to be up next on the Stupendous Podcast, man, next week. Uh, Keep it easy. Be safe in these streets. Um, Yeah, I'll let you.